Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hey guys, it's Missy, and this is Lattes and Legends. Hi. Sunday. Yeah, it's Sunday. I missed last week. Sorry. Started working again full time, and, you know, Sunday was my day to catch up on laundry and house stuff, and that is what I did. So here I am today. You probably hear my coffee brewing in the background because it's that time for my second cup of coffee. And it's noon, so it's just perfect. Um, so I hope everyone had a good weekend, is having a good weekend, has a good week, what have you. Um, thanks again for the new followers on Facebook and Instagram. I've been trying my best to keep up with Instagram and Facebook. You guys know how I am. I'm not the best at it, but I'm going to keep trying. Um, what else am I doing? So I wanted to share some things I've been watching and listening to. I I watched The Night Stalker on Netflix, and I hope all of you did as well. Um, I kept reading things like, oh, it's too graphic. I follow true crime, blah, blah, blah. It's too graphic for me. Either I'm like super desensitized to things that are graphic or I'm heartless because it wasn't quote too graphic for me. Um, I feel like it was really well done. I liked that it came from the detective's point of view and I loved that we got to see the survivor who was in his grasp when she was little. Um, and it's crazy because she would, she and I are the same age. And so it would have been, I don't know. It just would have been crazy to be a six year old and have that happening. And oh yeah, I loved it. It was great. Um, I think they did a really good job with it. So 
Uh, however, I needed a palate cleanse afterwards. So I started watching the Star Wars movies again on Disney Plus, And then I started listening to a Star Wars podcast on Spotify. And it was a seven-part series about the movie. And just really, I loved it. And it turned me back into my full-on nerddom. Um, as I get sometimes, and yeah, I really loved it, so um, find the podcast, I don't even remember what it's called, it's on Spotify, it's by Wondery, and I've now gotten obsessed with them, Um, yeah, I just finished Death of a Starlet on Wondery, and that was really good, so yeah, that's what's been going on in my life, not too much, looks like we're getting a huge snowstorm, so... Yeah, I might be inside for a few days. Hold on, let me get my coffee. I'm back. I'm back. I have coffee in hand. It's nice and hot. So today I'm going to go back to some cursed films. And I'm pretty sure this one will take the whole episode to talk about. And in my mind, I'm like, how have I not done this one? Because it's pretty much a staple of my childhood and when I was in the mountains for my birthday I was at a hotel and some of you some of you know that we don't have a television so when I go to hotels I have a tendency to turn on AMC or I don't know a channel and I watch it. Oh, I watched it for hours because I don't have a TV at home and it's so much. I don't know. Like I feel, I always feel like I'm on vacation if I'm just sitting around watching television because that's not my lifestyle in general to sit around and watch television. Um, anyway, when I was on this trip with my girlfriend, she and I went down the rabbit hole. Um, it was so my birthday's in October, so of course it was AMC's doing their 30 Days of Horror films, which was always my favorite thing when I had a television. So the show comes on about The Crow, and the show, I guess, is now on Shudder, which now I feel like I have to get Shudder, but the show is on Shudder, and it's all about cursed films. I think it's even called Cursed Films, and so we were sitting there watching it, and the movie they're talking about is The Crow. And in my mind, I'm like, have I done this on my podcast? No, I haven't done it on my podcast. I've done every other cursed film on my podcast. I haven't talked about The Crow. So, that being said, today's episode is about the curse of The Crow. So let's talk about it. Um, My sources for today's episode, Wikipedia therep.com, cbsnews.com, ooh, a list from ranker.com. Guys, I'm obsessed with that website. Um, what else, what else, what else? meaww.com, sci-fi.com, halloweenyearround.wordpress.com, mentalfloss.com, and cheatsheet.com. So, um, first I'm just going to talk about some fun facts, because we always want to learn fun facts before we go into the horrible things that happened on the set of The Crow. So, it's based on a graphic novel, 
And the graphic novel was actually inspired by two different tragedies. So in 1981, 21-year-old James O'Barr was drawing combat manuals in the Marines when he decided to start The Crow. He hoped it would be a healthy way of dealing with the death of his fiance, who had been killed by a drunk driver. He said, quote, I tried all the typical angst-ridden outlets like substance abuse and going to clubs or parties every night and just basically trying to keep myself numb for as long a period of time as possible. Eventually, I was smart enough to realize that that was all a dead end. And so I thought perhaps putting something down on paper, I could exercise some of that anger, end quote. So if you know the story of the crow, this whole story of his fiance getting killed was pivotal to the whole plot of the comic book. So um, then he heard about a tragedy where a couple got killed over an engagement ring. And he said uh, that he thought it was crazy because the ring was like $30 or something. And so he said that was really two lives wasted. He said um, that he, um, hmm. oh, let me quote him. Sorry. He said, quote, that became the beginning of the focal point and the idea that there could be a love so strong that it could transcend death that it could refuse death and this soul would not rest until it could set things right, end quote. Hmm. So early on, people saw this comic book and like, oh, there should be a movie. So the comic book came out February 1st, 1989. Um, and then he did a second issue and then he was approached by a director. Hmm. Uh, so... He said the, the money was really good, and so he really considered doing it. Uh, he did get an agent, and the agent talked to a bar about selling the rights to the comic, and there was just, you know, lots of legal issues that go into it. Uh, there were some writers that wanted to turn the comic book into a screenplay. So clearly, it worked. All right, so um, there were two writers that wanted to make it into a screenplay, John Shirley and Jeff Most, and they made a lot of changes to it. Uh, They downplayed Eric Draven's drug use, and um, they also made the crow into an actual animal and not just Eric's psyche. So in the comics, it's just in his psyche. And he just spoke to it telepathically. But if you've seen the movie, it's an actual animal. So while Shirley worked on the script, most took the treatment in the comics and went about shopping the screenplay. Eventually, he found a producer to help make the movie. Shirley honed the script. He added an older brother for Sarah, a young girl with a drug addict for a mother who befriends Eric and Shelley, and turned the skull cowboy into a spirit guide. Right, so lots of things, well, lots of things were changed in the graphic novel and the movie. All right, so um, immediately the producers knew who they wanted to star in the movie and who would direct the movie. So Alex Proyas 
was an Australian director, and he had done a lot of movies, music videos and commercials, but no big features, and that's who they wanted to direct. He was in high demand, and apparently all of Hollywood was like, he is the next big thing. So he signed on to the movie in 1991. Um... The producers were looking at a lot of different musicians to play Eric Draven, but their first choice was always Brandon Lee. So if you don't know anything about Brandon Lee, he is the son of Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee's story is something in another podcast altogether. Um, but he was famous for his work in martial arts films. And even though Brandon Lee was in a few movies, like he hadn't had a breakout role. Um, so they saw him and they're like, he's, he's it, he's gonna do it. So when they called him in to audition, they just immediately knew that he was Eric Draven first and foremost. All right, so Brandon Lee even asked for some changes on the movie. He asked for one character to be removed. Um, so he read the script, and he wanted uh, a supervillain to be cut out of the movie. And the supervillain um, was Asian, and he basically set out to steal all of Eric's powers and Lee thought this character was super stereotypical of Asian people and he felt that it needed to be cut out. So they did. With the makeup, there were lots of rumors that it was really hard to get the exact look that they wanted for Eric Draven. Many people said that the makeup was inspired by Kiss or Alice Cooper. But Obar, the comic writer, said that this was not the case at all. Um, he actually told um, fans at a comic convention that it was based more on like a marionette's mask, which, quote, I thought it'd be interesting to have this painful face with a smile forcibly drawn on it. Hmm, interesting. Uh, it took about 35 minutes to an hour to apply his makeup each day so that it could stay in place for hours. There was actually a rubber mask created for Brandon Lee to wear. So the mask, so the makeup would be consistent because it was so hard to get it right and lights and sweating and yeah. Mm -hmm. So Brandon Lee wasn't a fan of the makeup at first and neither was the director they were really unhappy with it and it was really um it was hard for Brandon Lee because he didn't like how self-conscious it made him feel um you know like he was so happy all the time and it was hard to have this distressed look of makeup on his face all the time and um, this is probably another reason that they just wanted to do the mask because that way he wouldn't have to look at it only when you put the mask on. Do, do, do. All right. So another fun fact, this one I thought was really interesting. Um, so they used ravens, not crows during the filming of the movie. 
they trained five ravens for the ship for the movie um, because it was filmed at night and ravens sleep at night so they had to get the birds accustomed to flying in the rain staying up at night uh, in a wind tunnel one of them also was trained to sit on Brandon Lee's shoulders during the filming of the movie. Yeah, isn't that crazy? So, the movie. Let's talk about the curse of the movie and how it all began. So, one of the interesting things that I learned when I was watching the Cursed Film Show was that Brandon Lee's death was the biggest thing that happened when they were filming the movie, but there were so many other things that some people say that they were red flags. Like immediately they should have been like, eh, we're done. We're done. We're done. But they continued to film the movie anyway. So filming for the crow began in 1993 in Wilmington, North Carolina. So, um, Everybody's really invested, you know, they're ready. They're like, this is going to be awesome. It's going to be great. Um, so in pre-production, the offices received a very anonymous voicemail that asked them to not go ahead with the making of the film because bad things were going to happen. So red flag number one, the tragedies began on the very first day of shooting. A crew member was driving a cherry picker to set, backed up his pickup truck into a high tension live wire and it caught fire. It carried the voltage to run all the lights on the set. He suffered major second and third degree burns, but he did not die. However, he lost his ears. Oh, red flag number two. The second mishap took place when Hurricane Emily swept the outer banks of North Carolina and completely destroyed the set. Hmm. Um, also that week, Entertainment Weekly wrote this article about everything that had happened so far with the filming of The Crow, and they labeled the article The Curse of the Crow. So a staff member in the production office then followed that with a badly timed comment saying, things have happened but it's not like anyone has died yet. Mm. Mm. Red flag number three and maybe number four in there. So Brandon Lee was gearing up for a death scene and then the next tragedy struck. Michael Massey, who played the role of Fun Boy, which was an antagonist in the movie, was supposed to shoot Brandon Lee's character. When he shot the actor from a very close range, the bullet pierced him and wounded him mortally. The Prop 44 caliber handgun had been unwillingly lodged with a live bullet. And the prop master had been sent away that very day, so nobody checked the barrel before they filmed the scene. Lee was rushed to the hospital and after a series of unsuccessful blood transfusions was pronounced dead at 1.04 p.m. Um, what was even more bizarre were the similarities with Bruce Lee's death. He died while making the film Game of Death, in which he played an actor, shot after gangsters replaced a fake bullet with a live one. Hmm. 
Although he was never charged, Mike Massey was scarred by the unfolding of these tragic events um, to the point that the guilt of firing Brandon Lee haunted him until his death in 2016. (sighs) Yeah. So the crew was devastated, of course, and the due date um, for the complete film was eight days away. So they halted filming and they were like, uh, what, what, what do we do now? So, um, Brandon Lee's fiance, Eliza Hutton and his mother, Linda Lee convinced the crew to continue, to continue filming because Lee had been incredibly stoked about his performance and would have wanted it to be finished. So they called in a stunt double and asked him to look more like Lee completed the film with CGI and post production. Hmm. Um, there are lots of rumors about his death. Some say the Chinese mafia was involved. Um, there's also a story um, that Bruce Lee was cursed and the family was bound to die at the hands of the quote demon. There's lots and lots and lots of things that have happened and oh, um, Many people say that the Lee family is cursed. So Bruce Lee's family or Bruce Lee's death was connected um, to some other things. So um, his father died in his sleep after consuming a painkiller. Later, both of their deaths were linked to that of Bruce Lee's oldest brother the firstborn male child of that family and he hadn't even survived childbirth so many people think that this is random lee family curse um and that could be the reason all this went down you know i guess we'll never know but nonetheless i wanted to tell you guys the story of the crow i think that's it for today um, my coffee still haven't kicked in, so now I'm dragging. I hope everyone has a fantastic week, and I will post some things on Facebook and Instagram, and yeah. If you enjoy this podcast, please rate and review. Four and five stars would be awesome. If you want to give me one star, please email me first and tell me why. If you don't like my personality, we should be friends anyway. Yeah, I will talk to you guys soon and go watch The Crow. Ooh, go watch Night Stalker. Go watch Star Wars. There's so many things you should go watch right now. Enjoy. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.